Another one. Another one. We the best music. DJ Khaled. I don't know if you could take it. No, you want to see me naked, naked, naked. All right. I, wanna I already prefaced this, so I'm getting ready to duck. We, we talked about some of the needs that the Brewers have, and we know this pitching staff is unreal. But it was unreal last year. What did it get them? Right? It, it got them exit. a first-round exit, an NLDS exit. So, <laughs> and I'm kind of scared to even bring this up. I talked about it on our Big 12 Sports Saturday show on Saturday with Stephanie Sutton. Um, Josh Hader, off to a phenomenal year. We just talked to Tim Dillard. Tim Dillard said he has been one of the guys that has really caught his eye. He's 15 for 15 in save opportunities. That has never happened before in baseball history to start a season. There's a year and a half of control left with Josh Hader. So next year is his final year of arbitration, and then he's an unrestricted free agent. You know what you need. You need some more hitting. And to be honest, when I go through it, maybe center field and third base are kind of the only quote-unquote holes you have, depending on what Urias you get, depending on if Kane and Tyrone Taylor can, well, mainly Kane, stay healthy and Tyrone Taylor continue to produce the way he's doing offensively because he's showing a lot of pop. The haul you could get for Josh Hader with a year and a half of control would be astronomical. You could get the world for the best closer in the game. Because let's be real. I don't know if he re-signs, or I'll preface that, I don't know if the Brewers can afford to re-sign him in, what is it, 2023, 24? Because the money he's going to be making... Chris, can you look up who's the highest paid reliever? I want to say it was Kimbrel or maybe Adovino. But he right now he's making $11 million in day, year two of arbitration. So I just don't know what the Brewers could afford. Because right now, like I said, I mean, Rowdy Telez has kind of solved your issue at first base. You're not going to get rid of Narvaez. He has shown that he has a lot of pop, especially from the left side. Carantini is a more than uh, satisfactory backup catcher. Colton Wong's good. Adamas is good. Yelich ain't going anywhere. Hunter Renfro ain't going anywhere. So at center field, that might be a little bit of a question mark just because if you don't know if Kane has any tread left on the tire. And then Luis Urias is the biggest question mark because he has all the potential in the world, but it's really kind of year two as being a full-time MLB player. Is he ready to take that next step? Or is he the guy that gives you the best chance of winning a championship this year. Yeah, this list has David Price as the uh, highest paid relief pitcher at $32 million. But when he signed by, that, he was a starter. Yeah, followed by uh, Aureldus Chapman at $18 million. Okay, Chapman, 18. And then uh, Craig Kimbrell and Kins, or, uh, Jansen Kenley are the, or Kenley Jansen are the $16 million both each. Okay, so we'll, we'll go off of Chapman. So Chapman's making $18 million a year. Right now, Josh Hader's making eleven in year two of arbitration. You would expect that to go up next year. So, what, fourteen? $15 million next year, and then he probably becomes the highest-paid reliever in MLB history when he hits the free agent market, if he ever does, if David Stearns and Matt Arnold aren't trying to work on something right now. So let's just say $20 million. I mean, are you paying $20 million for a reliever? I don't know if you are. You're already paying a boatload to Christian Yelich. You had to bring in 
you want to have some flexibility is the point. You want to have some flexibility. I don't have the numbers. Can you look at the contract for me real quick? The, the numbers, I want to know the highest paid brewers are. I had, the, I had it pulled up, and then, of course, my amazing iPad crashed on me. But obviously, it's Christian Yellow to the top. I think last year, Jackie Bradley Jr. was the second highest paid player. He's obviously gone now. Lorenzo Cain, I would think, would be the second highest now. Uh, Lorenzo Cain is the second highest yeah. now with an average salary of $16 million. Christian Yellow is obviously first at around $27 million. Colton Wong is third at $9 million, followed by Freddie Peralta at $3,100,000. Then you got Josh Hader at $11 million. Uh, let's see who else you got here. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon, uh, $8,500,000. Uh, let's see here. So are there Renfro. only three players in double figures? In uh, double figures. Let's see here. Like the teens. Uh, teens and up. So Yelich, Lorenzo Cain, Josh Hader, and that is it for the teens and up. That yep. is crazy. First off. Next closest is Wong at $9 million. That shows you just how darn good their farm system has been. Obviously, drafting is one thing, but you acquire guys like Hader and Adrian Hauser. I mean, that is impressive that the Brewers sit at, what, 40? And through 40 games, they sit at 20... What did I have before? Uh, 26 and 14, fourth in the NL in runs, first in home runs, second in team ERA, second in starter ERA, fifth in reliever ERA, first in uh, strikeouts per nine innings. I mean, the fact that their salary is where it is, that their superstar is making 27, and that Kane is the next highest at 16. So that means if this just stays the way it is, Hater by far within two years is going to be the second highest paid player on the team. If you're the Brewers, heck, if you're the fan base, are you okay with that? Because Devin Williams has shown you, and I understand he he kind of he is very Aramis Ramirez to me, where he gets off to slow starts and then he kind of comes on hot as the season goes on. He seems to be rounding into form now. But if there's something that David Stearns and Matt Arnold and this development staff has shown you is that they could take anybody and turn them into an all-star closer. Look at what Brad Boxberger's become. He was done, and he has found the fountain of youth. Devin Williams has become someone special. Aaron Ashby could always go back to the bullpen if need be. Jake Cousins, with his wipeout slider, was playing independent ball, and now he's a guy that, when he comes back, will be back in one of those six, seven cleanup roles. You trade Josh Hader now. Obviously, you move Devin Williams into the closer role. You move Brad Boxberger into the eighth inning role. And then you kind of figure out the seventh inning role. But, man, having the three-headed monster, especially with this team now, isn't as big of a deal anymore. Why? Well, it was huge in, what, 17, 18, 18, 19. It, it was big in those years because your starting staff was young. They weren't great. The strength of your pitching staff was the bullpen. So you wanted to get the starters two times through the rotation, get them out, and get the bullpen in. Now you got Corbin Burns, Freddie Peralta, Brandon Woodruff, Adrian Hauser, Lauer, all coming at you, all pitching six to seven innings. So you don't need that bullpen that is lights out all the time. You don't need the bullpen to eat up as many innings as they used to. You just don't. The game has flipped for the Brewers. The script has flipped for the Brewers. It used to be starter set up, handed to the bullpen as soon as possible, and then you're done. Now you got starting pitchers like, look, bullpen, it's cute you want to get in, but I got this. 
I'm a Cy Young winner. I'm a Cy Young candidate. I'm an all-star. The Brewers had three all-stars last year from the starting pitching staff. That's nuts. I would have never thought that would ever happen. But it just goes to the development of this team. So look, I understand you would never want to trade a guy like Hayter on most teams. But you also have to realize, and I know fans hate this, but it's just the reality. I've talked to Doug Melvin about this. I've talked to Matt Arnold about this. There is a budget when it comes to smaller market teams. And smaller market teams have to work with smaller budgets. It just is what it is. You get into a business to make money, not to lose money. That's just the way this is. You make money off of teams. You try not to have your profit margin go down below a certain threshold. So could technically every owner afford every player? Yes. But the point is, you get into business to make money, not lose money. I don't know if you could afford Josh Hader in two years. But what I do know is, let's say you trade him to the Red Sox, who seem like they're not going very far this year. You might be able to get a guy like Rafael Devers and maybe have the Red Sox eat a lot of that money in almost a straight-up trade. And you put a third baseman of that caliber on this team, holy cow. So, I mean, let me get your thoughts. 800-990-3776, our first Midwest Bank talking text line. we got about 10 minutes before the show ends. And we'll go from there. I'll get Chris's thoughts, too, because I haven't been able to hear from him yet. And I feel like he's getting a little antsy back there. <laughs> but, hey, wait, we'll get to you. We'll get to you. So stick around. More uh, Homer and Tony. We're going to put a bow on this show coming up. In about, I don't know, two, three minutes.